You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Well, we've got candy up here and cake in the back and brownies and other things and thank you for those who brought cake and brownies and I think we should tell our pastor, hey, you know, when it's your birthday, it's like we kind of expect you to be here. Something like that. <laughs> like, hey, we had your cake and ate it too. Something like that. Something, something in that general vicinity. All right, let's take our Bibles, please. Turn to Galatians. Galatians chapter 2. The book of Galatians chapter 2. I want to begin with um, some context and explaining uh, what's going on in Galatians 2. Beginning with context, there were multiple churches of the New Testament of believers that began to be confused with how the law and the gospel were fitting together. Because Jesus came and created the gospel and and made this change and said, the law is no more and and now I'm here and I'm the, the sacrificial lamb. And people were having a hard time getting to know that fact. They were having a hard time not only getting to know him as the, his, the Savior, but also getting past uh, the religious laws, covenants, commandments, and the way of doing things in the past. Having a hard time getting past that. And they began to mix the law and the gospel together. They began to say, yes, Jesus is our Savior, but also you're not going to heaven if you're not circumcised. Or, yes, Jesus, yeah, I know him, he was a great person, but the law of Moses is still intact today, and we need to follow the law of Moses. And they were mixing the two, and it was kind of crazy at that time, the way things were going, where you might go attend one church, and then you might travel, let's say you travel on foot, uh, a three days journey, and you'll attend another church, and they'll say something completely different. And they might say, yeah, Jesus is, is, was a great prophet, or yes, we know that he is a Messiah, but also, and but also, and but also. And, and they were adding the things and mixing the things together. And the purpose of Galatians was to kind of clear the air, and it was to set, set the word straight, really, was the purpose of this letter. And, and so, there were three purposes to the book of Galatians, and we put them on the screen tonight. Uh, chapters 1 and 2 was to defend the gospel. To defending the gospel, there's a new way 
there's a new law, which is not a law at all. It's grace and mercy through faith in Jesus Christ, defending the gospel. The second uh, purpose of Galatians, to defend the doctrine of justification by faith, and that's chapter 3 and 4, and to exhort the Galatians, or <coughs> excuse me, to encourage them to live within the liberty provided to them by the free gift of salvation. And that's uh, 5 and 6. It's kind of off the screen. That's 5 and 6, chapter 5 and 6. So, you know, we see the purposes of Galatians. And tonight our text verse, our, our focus verse, is in Galatians chapter 2. So now you know, you kind of have an idea of what's going on. Paul is saying, guys, here, let me explain to you the gospel, not so that you can get saved, but so that you can let the bondage of the law go. You can let that go. And, and so Paul is defending the gospel. He said, I'm not chained to the law. I'm not bound to the commandments. I'm not bound to the what's going on. But Galatians 2.20, um, I'm not bound to anything. I'm crucified with Christ. And nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not bound by what was in the past and what went on in the law. I'm crucified with Christ. And nevertheless, I live. Now, for the rest of my sermon, I want to answer the question, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> because what's that supposed to mean? I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not I, but Christ that lives within me. <laughs> because many verses in the Bible, I know I went to Bible college. I know. Many verses in the Bible, I can get maybe the first or the second time I read them. Like, oh, I know what's going on. Oh, I understand. Uh, I know what the purpose of this is or what it's trying to portray. Uh, but this verse did not come so easily for me. And uh, it took me possibly years to figure out, now what's that supposed to mean? I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. Now what's that supposed to mean? I don't really, it's, it's something I can't read once, twice, three times, four times, five times, and completely understand when I'm saying other verses might, you might like, oh yeah, I understand, yeah, yeah don't steal, don't murder, don't, yeah. but this one, it takes a little bit. So tonight, we're just going to figure out what this means, and what does this mean to live our lives crucified with Christ? I want to continue the sermon with uh, defending the gospel in Galatians, kind of the the sermon points tonight are, are, I kind of grabbed from the points that were later on the screen uh, of, of what is Galatians all about. And, um, and Paul brings into several ideas into contrast, and we're going to look at the three of them. Um, law versus grace, flesh versus spirit, and bondage versus liberty. There they are, uh, law versus grace, flesh versus spirit, bondage versus liberty. Those, all of those things can be found in, in the book of Galatians. And it explains to you, uh, we had the law, now we have grace. We had flesh, but now we have the spirit living inside of us that, by the way, they had no idea uh, about. You know, well, they had an idea about it, but I'm saying Old Testament Christians never, the, the Holy Spirit was not given to them. 
and they did not, the Holy Spirit did not live inside them. And finally, uh, there was bondage, bondage to the law or bondage to rules or bondage to so on, not eating pork. But now, now we have liberty. Now we have, now we can do that. Now we can be circumcised, uncircumcised, and, and just name it, and, and that's okay. And we can uh, mow the lawn on Saturdays because Saturday was the Sabbath, and now we're going to have church on Sunday, so on, so on, so on. All of the differences between the two. So very quickly, I want to bring uh, all three of these points. I want to give a verse in Galatians when it's talking about that, and these three can also be tied in only Galatians 2.20. I can tie them both with another verse in Galatians and with Galatians 2.20. So, uh, let's begin bondage versus liberty. I want to begin there, bondage versus liberty. Galatians 2, 4, and 5. And that because of false brethren, unawares, brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty which we have in Jesus Christ. We have liberty, they were, and they were spying it out. They were watching it out. What are those new Christians doing? How dare they do that thing? Uh, let me continue. Sorry, I uh, cut off myself. Uh, uh, that they may bring us into bondage, the bondage that they're in, <laughs> to whom we have place by subjection. No, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue in you. So again, he wants the, the gospel to continue. And, and these guys, they're in bondage and they're looking in on us that are no longer in bondage. And they're saying, what's going on with these people? That what's going on? And, and he's saying, they have bondage, but we have liberty in Jesus Christ. Uh, it's saying, I'm not bound to the law, but I'm bound to the grace of God. And there are thousands, if not millions of Christians today, today, uh, that are bound. And I guess, let me insert here, uh, we're going to talk about this in Sunday school, and it starts in a week and a half. We're going to talk about this in Sunday school. But this, this many, uh, the, the Christians I'm talking about that are bound today, uh, they're bound to many things, but for, for the main part, I just want to say good works. They're bound, they're bound to what they can do, what they can accomplish to receive Christ. Or, well, well, I know Christ is my Savior, but also, and let me, just, let me just add to it, and you can see very easily how this corresponds and is exactly the same with what they were doing with the law and saying, yeah, Jesus is great, Jesus is cool. Oh, but also, we need to, and we need to, and but also, and... And we see the problem that's happening. And again, let me just say, thousands and if not millions of Christians today are bound to this thing that they need to work. And, and I've, I've spoken on this before. Maybe they're bound that they need to work for God's love. God won't love me if I'm not here in church, and God won't love me if, if I'm not reading my Bible every day. And, and, and we know that that's not true, but there are thousands of people that possibly believe that. Or thousands of people that, yes, Jesus is great, but also I need to pay the church. And if I don't pay the church, um, uh, I'm not going to heaven. There are thousands of, well, I'll say hundreds. There are hundreds of religions that say, if you do not follow this religion, you're not going to heaven. Um, we are a Baptist church here, but, but uh, I'm not going to heaven because I'm Baptist. Let me just say that. Uh, it's because I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I was four years old. Uh, Baptist doesn't have to do with it. 
Uh, so, but, but there are many religions that say either you're a part of our church, this religion church, or you're a part of this church, or you're just not going to heaven. And that's, and that's that. Uh, bound to a church, bound to rules, bound to the law, and so on. And God says, no, we are not bound to that anymore. Instead, I'm going to be bound to Jesus Christ. I'm going to be crucified with Christ, and nevertheless, I live. So now I'm combining it with Galatians 2.20. So you just see how, how you're, you're getting that. <laughs> Today, God doesn't want you bound to good works. He, he wants you bound to his son. And by being bound to Jesus, you're actually making yourself free. And that's a paradox, just like Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. That is a torturous death. I am crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live. Uh, that does not make sense. That's a paradox. That, doesn't, that, that is a crazy statement, and that does not make sense. And same with, and same with this statement. Uh, I am bound to Jesus, but really that makes me free. Well, if you're bound to something, you can't be free. Well, let me get to that. Let me get to that. Let's continue on. Uh, law versus grace. Law versus grace was the, the next one I wanted to continue to. Galatians 2.21. Galatians 2.21. That's just after Galatians 2.20. Uh, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me and the life which I now live of the flesh. I live by the Son of God, by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, gave himself for me. Verse 21 I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness can come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. I see, I see that as, as a simple verse to understand. If there was any other way to receive salvation, we would have done it. <laughs> I think if I can speak for God, if there was any other way, we would have done it. Trust me. Uh, God did not want to kill his only son, his only begotten son. That, uh, that was never a want, but that, was, that had to be the way. And he's saying, if you can make it to heaven by something else, then there's no reason why Jesus should have died. There's no reason. If you can get to heaven saying, I'm a part of this church, this church tells me this religion, this church tells me, um, it, I can go to heaven because I'm this member and because I give my money to this church and because and because and because and because. Well then, well, then why did Jesus die? There's just no point. And if I can get to church, uh, excuse me, get to heaven by the things I do and by being a good person and by wearing a suit and tie on a Wednesday night and the great, how great of a person I am, uh, there's just no reason why Jesus should have died. We could, we, why, why didn't we just skip that? Why didn't we just skip that part? But uh, that's exactly what Galatians 2.21 is. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. But if there's any way that we could have done it or would have done it, we would have done that. But Christ had to die to, to save my sins. And, and basically that's law versus grace. If, if I could use the law and, and get to heaven and get to know God through the law, no, there had to be a new way. And, and we're going to talk about that new way on a day called Easter. There had to be a new way. 
So that's law versus grace. Law versus grace. Explaining that is, look, we can't use the law because Jesus died now. And we can't combine, well, this and that and this and that and Jesus too. No more. No more. Because Jesus died. And, and there's no more reason to use anything else than just that. And that's law versus grace. Finally, there's one more, flesh versus spirit. Flesh versus spirit, uh, Galatians 4.29. But as then, he that was born after flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. Uh, just remember and keep this in mind that the Old Testament didn't have the Holy Spirit. Uh, it certainly, uh, I need to watch closely what I'm saying. It most certainly existed. Not saying anything I shouldn't be saying. It most certainly existed. It most certainly had its roles. And you can, uh, you can study this and find this. What did the Holy Spirit do in the Old Testament? Oh, another good one is, what did Jesus do in the Old Testament? And then look up Angel of the Lord. Yes, uh, look those things up. But remember that these Christians, these uh, new people with, with Jesus Christ, did not know the Holy Spirit. So now they have a flesh that they've always had since birth, but now they have this thing called a spirit, and there's flesh versus spirit. And, uh, and, and, and in here, I'm, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Um. I get to it later in the sermon, but it is talking about crucifying flesh. Crucifying death, flesh, flesh versus spirit. I'm crucified with Christ, the death of my flesh. But I live, not yet I, but Christ, the spirit. Christ liveth in me. That's the Holy Spirit. Christ liveth within me. And remember that. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are three in one. So I'm not saying, does Jesus live in you or the Holy Spirit live in you? Three in one. Got it? So let's get back, let's get back to the main point of Galatians 2.20. I was able uh, to connect all of those. I was able to connect all of those together. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live. Yet not I... But Christ liveth within me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the, son of, by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So now, not only do we have context of why was this written, but now we have kind of a structure of what is this talking about, and, and how can we connect it to what the rest of the book of Galatians is saying, and defending the gospel. But... Uh, to help me define this and help me to explain this, I'm going to let the Bible define itself. There's Because there's two more verses that say basically the same thing, both of them written by Paul, the same writer. Uh, so let's go over Philippians 1.21. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. This is another verse where you read it once, you read it twice, you read it three times, and I just simply don't understand. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And the third verse, I 
protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Jesus Christ our Lord, I die daily. It's saying the, the same thing three times. Excuse me. Saying the same thing three times. I die daily. And my, my death is gain. I'm crucified with Christ. Same thing three times. Same author. Paul wrote Galatians, Philippians, and Corinthians. The same writer writes the same thing three times. And it is not speaking of a physical death. I think maybe we can... Click that by now. Not speaking of dying physically. But it is the death of self. And, and it's, it's a death of the law. It's a death of bondage. It's a death of my flesh. And it's a death of anything that is bounding me. And man, I need to preach tonight. If somebody is bound tonight, I'm crucified. <laughs> I'm crucified with Christ. I'm not bound to anything else. Uh, and that's who I want to, for some reason I, I thought about this, that's who I want to hitch my wagon to. I'm crucified with Christ. I'm not going to be bound or, or chained to anything else. And like I said, there's thousands of Christians who are chained and, and bound to something. And then if, if not there, there's millions of people that do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, and they are bound to death tonight. But I'm bound to Jesus Christ. So this bondage, or, or it's not speaking of a, of a physical death. It's speaking of my flesh. And, and it's, it's a daily choice. It is a, a daily choice to do this. And when we are dying daily, it's the point that Jesus is living through us. If I'm dying daily, the purpose is that Jesus is living through me. So my flesh is dying, and, and my, my wants are dying, and I'm going to get back at that person that's dying, and, and, and I'm going to, and, and you know what? I'm crucified with Christ, and, and nevertheless I live, and, and it's, it's a death of my wants, and, my, and, and it's all giving it all toward Him. Now, something I love and appreciate about this church, how we can be frank and and honest with each other and we are real you know we're i want this church we're real people and we're not going to act um holier than thou i have struggled with dying daily man have i struggled every every morning i have to choose am i going to go god's way or my way and am I going to do God's things or my things? And, and every single morning, every single choice, every word that comes out of my mouth, and Abby always says, think before you speak. And there are some things that I should never speak, but I need to live crucified with Christ. And, and, and not so that Ryan Austin can come through, but so that Jesus Christ can come through. And by the way, Man, we've, we've had some prayer requests tonight of, I've got some friends, I've got some family members that are, that are not saved. Let, well, let me tell you something. I'm going to let, let Jesus Christ live, live through you, and, and not only will you talk the talk of church, but you will certainly walk the walk and live the, the life of, of crucified with Christ. 
So what I'm saying is, and Pastor has said this before, that yes, we should live a life, live a life so, so, uh, so different than other people that people think that's pretty peculiar, that's pretty odd. And they might think there's something different about that person. I, I wonder what that is. But at the same time, we should be witnessing and or inviting people to Easter with our cards and, and, and spreading the gospel as we can. So it's, it's a mix of both because certainly in today's age, people are looking for not only people that are going to talk, but people that are going to live consistently with what they're saying and talking. And, and living consistently is dying daily, consistently dying daily. Man, I've had problems with this. And oftentimes, I will say, Lord, you have this, you have this, and, and I'll give this to you, and, and then I'll take it back. And, and, <laughs> and I think that we've had some trips to the altar. I'm going to include everyone. We've had some trips to the altar and said, God, I'll never do this again, and, and I'll, never, I'll never look at this again, and I'll never do this again. And we fall into that same trap and have that same problem. And I just want you to know I'm with you tonight. And I want you to know, one of my problems with I'm crucified with Christ, I said, God, I can't preach this message. I, I don't have this nailed down. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't have this perfect. I'm still working on this, God. And God said, yeah, yeah, keep working on it. Yeah, continually, like, like daily, keep working on it. And I said, I, uh, but, but I'm, I don't like have it down. I'm, I don't have it all, all ready to go. And God said, but, but my people need to know this. <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> my people need to, need to hear this. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. And, and I'm, I'm trying my best. And I said, God, are you sure? Because I can preach a message that I have, I have, I'm, pretty, I'm a lot better at. <laughs> I can preach a message that I'm, I'm a lot better at doing this. And it's a lot easier to do this. And I just, I just want to relate with everyone here today. I'm in this with you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this together. And I, <laughs> I think, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me, I think a lot of pastors have a hard time relating with, with there's a big gap between the pastors and, and their, their, the people that attend their church. And I'm just saying, hey, hey I'm with you. And, <coughs> excuse me. And I'm trying, I'm trying to do this with you the same. I'm trying, I'm trying to, live, to die daily too. And, and you, might, you might think, man, Ryan had a, had a bad attitude a couple weeks ago. Or Ryan said this thing that... <laughs> He should not have said, or there was a joke that I said that uh, was much inappropriate. And because the things go on in my mind, I'm just working on dying daily. And, and <laughs> uh, excuse me, I want you to join me. <coughs> excuse me, I want you to join me in this. I want you to join me in this. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. In in this in this in this fight of of taking Galatians two twenty, it's like I'm not bound to anything. I'm bound to Jesus Christ. And this morning, when I wake up at <laughs> whatever time that may be, I'm I'm gonna live crucified. And and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the things that I maybe want to do or or do the things that 
feed my flesh or listen to that radio station that, oh man, that gets the, the feet tapping. And, and, but, but instead, instead I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what the Spirit wants me to do and, and living crucified with Christ. And, and really, that's, that's what that means. So uh, I want to give one last uh, illustration and, and, and then we'll be finished tonight. And, and I'm sorry that, that uh, I, I get emotional and God's working on me and that's the reason behind it. Can we get uh, Galatians 3, 6, Christian? Thank you. Uh, I want to compare Abraham and Isaac and how God didn't, uh, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to compare Abraham and Isaac, Galatians 3, 6. We've been in Galatians all night tonight, Galatians 3, 6. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Uh, and just very quickly, he's trying to explain, hey, even these Old Testament people had to had to be crucified with Christ, even though that they Christ wasn't even crucified at that time. Even these Old Testament people. And that's kind of the the what is going on in, in, in this verse. And um, so let me just let just preach on um, Abraham and Isaac and, and we'll get to cake and brownies and the things that are waiting for us. Um, maybe I need to remind you, uh, Christian, I'm going to move a little bit. Maybe I need to remind you, you can get the camera, that uh, um, Abraham and Isaac, you know, Abraham was was the dad and Isaac was the son. And uh, and Abraham, he got a word from God and, and God said, Abraham, I want you to go up to this mountain and I want you to sacrifice your son for me. And, you know, I was driving from Sioux Falls to, to here tonight and I was thinking that there's some gray area in the Bible and maybe there's better words I should have used right there. What was Abraham's response? Because that is not recorded. What was he thinking? Uh, because it, w- it was a couple days journey as they climbed up the mountain. And, and Abraham is like, God, why would you give me the son if you're just going to have me kill him? What's, what is going on? That makes no sense. So what, you know, what's up with that? And, and, and it, it's confusing, and, but, but Abraham is never recorded of his response. His response is not found. Uh, but, but they get up the mountain and by the way, Abraham, uh, Isaac says, Dad, where's, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham says, uh, God will provide the sacrifice. And you just have faith in him and, and climb up this mountain with me. So they climb up the mountain. And Abraham and Isaac, they build this altar together. And, and they build this altar. And they put the wood together. And, and the altar and the sacrifice for God that's about to happen and Isaac, excuse me, and Abraham says, okay, Isaac, now get on. And another response that we never see is Isaac's response. Uh, just the son. Um, we don't see what he said, but Isaac gets on. He lays down on the altar, as I, as I have right here. There's a picture of an altar. And he lays down. Abraham pulls out a knife and lifts it in the air. And he was seconds from killing his only son, Isaac, that was promised to him. And then the angel of the Lord says, whoa, 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 hey, stop what you're doing. Stop right there. And what 
you know, I'm a human being, as, as we all are. And I thought to myself, like, that is, uh, that's kind of cruel. That's cruel. To say, hey, Abraham, I want you to go sacrifice your son. Abraham goes up the mountain. He pulls out the knife. His son is laying on the altar. And God says, just kidding. Stop. What? Like that? And for, <laughs> honestly, for many years, I was like, could there not have been a better way? <laughs> That's kind of rude. That's uh, inconsiderate. <laughs> it was never God's intention to kill Isaac. Never, 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 never. That was never the plan. It was never going to happen. God was never going to kill Isaac. Why did he tell Abraham? He wanted to know if Abraham was fully invested. He wanted to know if, and excuse me, I said that wrong. I said that wrong. God knows everything. Abraham needed to know if he was fully invested. Thank you. Sorry, excuse me. Abraham needed to know if he was all in. Because obviously to, to every parent in this room, the most valuable person to you is your children. The most valuable thing to you is your children. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of nothing can ever amount to your children. Favorite son. Favorite dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, like, I like looking at Alicia when I'm preaching. But nothing amounts to your children. Nothing. And, and, and um, Abraham needed to know if Abraham was all in. Because God knows all things. And so I want to, to relate this to being crucified with Christ. And, and you know, I, I have these, these cards I brought from my parents' house. And I already, I already mentioned this because we can say, God, uh, here's, here's my music. You can, you can have my music and I'll only listen to Christian music. And God, here's my uh, church attendance. I'm, I'm going to be faithful to church all the time. And yeah. Oh, pastor preached, and, and uh, now, you know, he really encouraged me to read my Bible. Oh, okay, God, I'm going to read my Bible, and, and, and I'm sacrificing things to you on an altar. Okay. And here's this next thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. I'm going to pray daily, and I'm going to sacrifice this thing to you. I want to hold on to these things, though. And God, and you know, God is like, don't hold on to those things. Like, but these are my finances. These are my finances, God. And I'm taking a big leap here. If you're in charge of my finances and God says, like, come on, I'm the person who created you. Don't you think I got this? I'm like, okay, God, there's my finances. But, uh, man, I miss watching those movies. There were some good movies that were pretty funny. I'm going to take that one back. And so what I'm trying to do is, God, like, hey, I'm going to sacrifice this, and I'm going to put this on the altar, but, man, I, listen, I miss listening to that song. That was a, a really fun song to listen to that, that had swear words in it, and I'm just going to take that one back. And I'm, and I'm relating with you, because I did this many, 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 many years. And I would get convicted at a youth camp, and I would get convicted at a at uh, uh, the places I would go in a men's retreat and, and think, okay, God, I, uh, you know, I was reading my Bible, but now I'll read it again. 
and so on and so on. And, and maybe you're to the point where you have no cards. Say, all right, God, you can have this, you can have that, you can have this, you can have that. All right, you got it. There's the altar. There's the sacrifice. God says, there's one more thing. What do you mean there's one more thing? I have no more cards. I have no more things to give to you, God. That's, there is no more one more thing. What are you talking about? And God says, hop on. God says, get on. I said, what? Me? Me? God, I'm your son. He said, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Now get on. But I gave you, did you not see what I gave you? I entrusted with you with all these things. Hop on. Well, come on. Now wait a minute. I'm crucified with Christ. And nevertheless, I live. And, and you know, God is after these things. God wants to control your music, and God wants to con control and have a say in the, your finances. And God wants to have a say. I'm sorry I keep speaking over here. God wants to have a say in our marriage. God wants to have a say in our, in our grandchildren. And God wants to have a say in in our lives, and our daily decisions, and these things matter. But God says there's one more thing, and that's you. Because if I am crucified with Christ, then that's just everything. I can just hop on, please, with faith, hold me. I can just hop on, and that's okay. I can just get on and say, God, daily, my problem is getting up. I said, all right, God, you know, you preached on Wednesday night. I'm going to be crucified with Christ, so God, help me to get on. Help me, help me to get on the altar, and, and we can all think of these things that I used to do this, or I, I was faithful in doing that, and I need to get back to that. And man, I made God some promises I have not kept. And I need to get back to that, but I just want to remind you of this thing. Get on. It, it's, it's all. So the focus is not on these details, because for many, many, many years, I was focused on these details. God, you can have my music, you can have my phone, you can have my relationships, you can have my marriage, you can have my money, but most of all, you can have me and I'm going to get on. I want to relate to you tonight. That is scary. I'm a human being just like you. That's scary. That's a scary thing to do. That's a scary thing to hop on. And, and then not only to hop on, but to stay. That's scary. But man, the, the God who created all things, including me, and who created my Bible, and and I'll never leave thee or forsake thee, and, and all of the things that he said, man, just the more I think about it, the more those fears go away. And the more, the more I entrust in, in his word, the more those fears go away that I can live a life crucified with Christ. I'm dead to the flesh, and it's a daily thing I have to work on. 
It's a daily thing that I just don't have nailed down and I'm great at it. It's a thing that I continually have to work on. I'm going to crucify and die tomorrow morning so that I can have Jesus Christ live through me. And, and reaching other people and reaching those around me that do not know him. Would you stand with me, please? I want to finish there. I'll, I'll finish with one last note from my notes. Because he has resurrected, I can live to crucified. Because he resurrected, I can live crucified. Father, you have convicted me on this. And it was difficult to preach this because I thought, I don't have this. I don't have this nailed down. I don't have it perfect. God, uh, tonight, I want you to just speak to your people and, and, and help them to, to come to this great conclusion of dying daily and how it's something that we need to do every day. And God, um, I want to have a time of, of invitation and time of response. And Lord, uh, I pray that your people will respond and, and um, just uh, will, will cling to you during this time. Let's, uh, you can pray to yourselves and pray where you're at. Also, the altar is open again tonight where uh, we were praying before. But let's just take a few moments. Just take some time, and it's okay just to be in silence. That's okay. Let's take a few moments and just think, man, am, am I living this life crucified with Christ? And I can think of some things in my life that I have held back I think of some things in my life that I put on the altar and then I took it back. But the conclusion that I came to, it's not found in those things, but it's found in me. It's found in everything. I want to encourage you tonight to talk to God. So maybe I just need to be quiet. So let's just be quiet for a few moments and respond to God and respond to this calling of being crucified with Him. Lord, I love you and thank you for our time of meeting with you tonight. I pray that we will take this outside of these walls. This conviction and this um, possible, possibly emotion, 
will not just be fickle and it will not stay just in these four walls, but I want to take this out and spread it around uh, this area. Help us to live crucified with Christ, crucified with you. In Jesus' name, amen. As you're standing, let's, uh, would you mind if we read this verse one more time? Let's read it out loud because this is our challenge. This is what we're going to do this week. And sometimes I say this is what we're going to accomplish, but this is something I have to accomplish every day. Galatians 2.20, would you say it with me, please? For I am crucified. (laughs) In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. All right, at this time, we can enjoy some cake and brownies and the things that are in the back. Uh, Also, we have some waters, we have some drinks.